Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We got former basketball player um, and motivational speaker now, Walter Bond, coming on. He's done some great things in the pro leagues and now he's doing some great things in the motivational league you know so i guess when it comes to walter he goes to the top no matter what industry he's in and that's why we wanted him on the show yeah kind of talk about what it takes to go to the top the sacrifices you have to make the struggles and all that to get there because again i think in our society now a lot of people they want the quick fix and there is no such thing as quick fix so walter welcome to the show yes yeah, thank, thank you Chris. Thank you guys. And, and I'm gonna sum it up real briefly and we'll, we'll unpack it and talk about it in depth is that it's really all about the shark mindset. You know, we, when I think mm -hmm. about how I made it to the NBA, it was a journey, it had ups and downs. Um, I had support, I had help. I did not do it by myself. Uh, to be totally transparent, there were, there were moments when I thought about quitting and I had people around me that kept me going. And, you know, when, when, when I was tired, and also the business, you know, we same kind of deal. A lot of great coaches, a lot of great mentors. And so we created a video called The Shark Mindset. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I've and seen it. God, oh, God, yeah. It's gotten uh, about three and a half million views. We had no idea that it would get that kind of traction, but it really showed us that people needed it because the mindset is everything. And if your mind's not made up, you'll quit. You're throwing a towel. You're justified. You're settled for less. We even wrote a book called Swim to further advance the shark mindset. And it's really become a movement, honestly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're an individual or a leader, the way we wrote the book Swim, it appeals to both. And uh, yeah. we're very yeah. excited about teaching people now the mentality it takes to get to the top of the industry. And I love that. And as we get started here, as you know, we're in a tough time for our country because of COVID. Yeah, um, and I always like to kind of start there because as you know, COVID affects everybody. Whether you're rich or poor, you're affected. It doesn't matter. So how has COVID affected you? And what are some of the things you've done to kind of maneuver through this new maze, so to speak? Well, you know, great question. And, you know, in, in the book Swim, we talk about the sacred six. And one thing about a shark, they're made of cartilage, which means they are uh, flexible, right? They know when yeah. to pivot, they know when to change. And we teach that to our corporate clients through the book Swim. We teach that in our coaching and consulting. And it's something we all had to do with COVID. Now, the truth is, here's my truth. My wife and I, my business partner, we had a record year in 2019. Mm -hmm. We finally got all of our kids out of college. They got jobs. And wow. her and I were just ready. We are in a position for 2020 to be unbelievable, amazing. And all of a sudden, we got sucker punched like everybody else. And our industry got completely shut down. Right. Yeah, it right. took a while for virtuals to kind of get off the ground. So we're sitting at home, uh, phones not ringing, all of our meetings canceled, and mm -hmm. a lot of speakers were very frustrated, angry, scared, and despair. My wife and I, we pivoted. You know, we we got to work on a teamwork methodology that we had been working on. We got to get back in the lab and finish it and the assessment. So we launched a nonprofit, and so for us, we took this gift of time and really built bigger capacity. And at the end of the day, I think that adversity will increase our value if we let it. You know, sometimes people don't understand adversity. Sometimes people feel sorry for themselves. God, why did you let this happen to me? And then they're God, mad at God. If you read the Bible, every powerful man and woman of God 
that God used, they went to they went through some type of adversity first before they really got the the, the victory. You know, exactly. Joseph yeah. got thrown into a ditch before he became, you know, basically the savior of uh, Egypt and Pharaoh's most powerful assistant. And so, you know, adversity is a part of it if you look at it the right way. And that's like even for our show, you know, we launched January 3rd of 2020, a couple months before COVID. Mm -hmm. And I remember our original plan was to do 100 interviews first year. And I'll be honest, we thought that that would be pushing it because um, like, you just ain't really heard of too many hosts doing 100 interviews a year. And so we thought that was pushing it. And then COVID happens. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know what? The entertainment world is slowing down. We need to speed up because this may be our year to shine. And because when we first started, the show was actually an up and coming country music interview show. That was the roots of it. And because of COVID, it became a music show, which then eventually became an entertainment interview show. So we kept pivoting as things were shutting down. And because of the pivot, because of us being more expanded of the show, we did over 300 interviews last year. Wow. Which means you guys are sharks. That's all it means to me. Uh, you know, I've been studying sharks a long time. You know, some sharks can operate in fresh water and salt water. Some sharks are, like to go deep. Some sharks like shallow water. If you go to a zoo, they have lemon sharks. They do well in, in captivity. And so, honestly, we, we all got to figure out what kind of shark are we. But the best part about Chris and Sandy is that sharks grow about a foot a year. And mm -hmm. is a ladder. I mean, this is a ladder. So not only are you guys experts in music, now you have interviews, you got motivational speakers coming on. It's really expanded and built capacity. And if it wasn't for the coronavirus, you know, you might have just been stuck in one genre. Oh, and would have really expanded the territory. And, and you know, and again, we don't take lightly what COVID has done because we yeah. understand that. But at the same time, you know, I told Sandy, you know, five, six, seven years down the road, when we are a Bobby Bones type show, a Ty Bentley, a Kelly Clarkson show, maybe on TV, we'll be able to look back and we'll probably owe COVID for expediting us into that. Because yes, again, silver lining. You know, a little silver lining silver for us. Lining. We had no idea if this all was going to happen. And it happens so quick. And I've got people reaching out to me. How are you getting some of these guests on your show? I'm like, it's not me. It's God. Because it's just it our time. You know, you know we're not qualified to do this. But yeah. he qualifies, you know, but he qualifies the call. And people don't get that sometimes. Well, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to walk on water. Right. Sometimes you got to do things that seem bigger than you and have faith to do it. And that that was the NBA for me. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. start on my college basketball team. You know, a lot of people felt um, I should have gone and got, gotten a job. In fact, I had a great job offer. And my dad was like, go for it. Right. And even as a motivational speaker, I was a broadcaster for the Minnesota Soda Timberwolves. And I didn't like broadcasting. And people were like, dude, are you crazy? You're an NBA broadcaster. And they ride it out. And I was like, I don't like it. And so my wife and I took a leap of faith and we literally launched our, our motivational speaking business. Now we, we're sitting on corporate boards and now we got big clients like casinos, Chop Talk Casino in Oklahoma, wow. big franchises. But it just took a leap of faith, no different than what you and, and, and Sandy have done. And I wish more people did it, but it takes faith. Right, you gotta have faith the size of a mustard seed to move a mountain. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think God is waiting for more people who claim they believe in Him to trust Him enough 
to walk out in faith. So I commend you both. You know, um, talk about faith. That's pretty much been our marriage. You know, 18 years ago when we married, we actually met online back when it's taboo. Because, of course, now everybody meets online. Yeah. But back in 2002, nobody met that way. We met online. We met February 2nd of 02. We talked on the phone for the first time on February 4th. February 18th, we set a wedding date and March 4th, we met in person. So we were meeting in person because we just knew that this was of God. We just knew it. And we didn't know how we knew it. We just knew it. And yeah, we, we so we were faith. meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. Right. <laughs> that is, that, that is, that's faith. That's the faith. Well, I want you to know that you got married the day after my birthday. My birthday. Now, now we got married October 5th of that year. Oh, okay. Well, what happened February 2nd? You got a game? Yeah. We, well, we, we met. met. We, we met online we on met. February second. Yeah. Well, my birthday is February first, so that. Oh, that's wow. the way I've been you know, we, we got a connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love exactly. that. Because, <laughs> again, I think that a lot of people, you know, just like I went through 19 years of addictions, um, and um, until God healed me 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. But the first five years of our marriage, she went through pure hell because of it. But now I didn't cheat and I didn't hit her. She didn't do that side. Yeah. But I crossed every line outside of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, she never nagged me. She never put me down. She always loved me in spite of the addictions. And sometimes mm-hmm. when we tell our story, sometimes people will say, oh, she allowed you to walk over her. And I'm like, no, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Man, that is, man, Chris, I can hear the emotion in your voice. You know, sometimes you know, we've all had ups and downs, right? So that's why we can't judge people. And that's why you never give up on people. And I just want to just celebrate your wife that she never gave up on you, you know? And that's what love is. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not easily angered. And there's a lot of parents listening today. You know, your kids are going to disappoint you. You know, your kids are going to do things that you didn't teach them to do. And it's called sin, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes there, there, there's things inside of us that we got to reconcile. You know, sometimes it's a hurt from a childhood. Sometimes it's a disappointment. And sometimes we use drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism. You know, athletes do it all the time. You know, we're stressed out. So we use drugs and alcohol and sometimes sex as really just a way to feel good because I don't know how to handle the stress and the pressure. And, And once you learn how to give it to God and trust God, you know, you don't need to do a lot of the things we thought we needed to do to yeah. make ourselves feel better. So Sandy, I just I just really applaud you for your patience, your compassion, and, and Chris saw God through you, right? Yep. And, and exactly. When you see God through somebody else, man, that's how you know how powerful God really is. So we need more people to be that example, you know, so people can actually, I've heard about God, right? Mm-hmm. I've read about God, mm-hmm. but I've never had an experience with God. So yeah. that's why anyone that is called a Christian or godly, we need to become that example. You know, when we speak, they need to hear God. When we mm-hmm. when we love, they need to feel God. Yeah, because I remember there was a meme that went around that I liked that that talked about um, be the person or have the person who doesn't believe be, believe because they know you. Yeah, you know, they might not. Maybe they don't fully believe still. But there, I actually sat down with an atheist uh, years ago and told our story a little bit. And I remember that person says, I still don't believe in God, but if there's ever a shot that I could, it'd be because of your story. Well, you know, the interesting thing is that even the atheist believes in something. 
Yep. You know, wow. they actually believe that God is not real. So at the end of the mm -hmm. day, it's in us to believe. And some people, some people believe money is the answer. Some mm -hmm. people believe that the right job is the answer or the right mate is the answer. You know, I think a lot of uh, what God wants to do is through relationships. And that's why we talk about the shark mindset in our book. And basically it's about a shark and a sucker fish. And oh, wow. the sucker fish is a metaphor for someone who needs coaching, who needs support, who yeah. has potential, but just need a little guidance because they're a little lost. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And the shark is the coach, the teacher, the mentor. You know, Jesus Christ is my shark. Right. And I was a little lost. I was a little confused. Right. I was a little devastated and not really understanding what life is all about. And once I get connected to the shark, man, the shark's job is to take you places you can't take yourself. And one of my favorite Bible verses is that I will make you lie down in green pastures, which simply mm -hmm. says I'm going to make you successful. Right. I'm going to make you lie down in green pastures that are, yeah. Yeah. you know, that are that are healthy. And, and if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, in other words, connect to me, mm -hmm. then I'll hear the land. And so I, I learned that, you know, I've tried it on my own for a long time. Let me tell you, when I talk about the shark and the sucker fish, there is nothing better than me being a sucker fish connected to Jesus Christ, the shark. But we Amen got parasites too, and parasites take and take and take. <laughs> No, um, they never give. So that's why the book Swim is so popular because there's three kinds of people on this earth. There's sharks, there's sucklefish, and there's parasites. Companies mm -hmm. have parasites. There's parasites in relationships. There's parasites mm -hmm. everywhere. And the, the truth is, anytime any of us are selfish, mm -hmm. in that moment, we're being a parasite. We're taking and not giving. But we all know we're more blessed to give than to receive. Oh, and the yes. and fish have a symbiotic relationship, but the Perfect. parasite is what we got to be careful of. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think this is one of the reasons why when young couples marry, they have issues. You know, a, a lot of people that all their life, they're pushed into their kids. Got to be independent. 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 And that's brainwashed into them so much. Then they get married. And guess what they think? They got to be independent. And all of a sudden they, you know, they had, they, they're, they're married living two separate lives and they wonder why we have a 50, 60% divorce rate. It, it's because, you know, you didn't teach them how to be interdependent. You didn't teach them how to, because you know, I, I want when our two kids, I want to be able to teach them to serve. Oh yes. So yes, that way, sir. if they mm -hmm. find someone who serves too, then when they get married, it'll be a whole different story than having two people that believe in independence. Well, you know, it, it, when, when you get married, you shall become one. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen instantly. It does not because yeah. Sandy, you had a value system and a lifestyle. Chris, you had a value system and a lifestyle. And you got married and connected to each other. And it takes a while to kind of recreate this value system that we both buy into. And the beauty of connecting different people and different families, hopefully you can connect the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, I mean, my family is very much into how you behave and get educated. You know, my wife's family is much more into let's spend time together. And, <laughs> you know, and my family is just focused on educating, getting, mm -hmm. uh, being a good person and having a career. And yeah. so yeah. by us being blended, you know, the goal is to have the best of both worlds where our kids understand the value of education, 
understand the value of being a good citizen, being being a sweet person, if you will, but also spending quality time with family um, in an intimate way. And so by bringing the best of two worlds together, that's how you strengthen families. And that is a process because most people come in and either believe their family did it right or <laughs> unknowingly, unknowingly practice some of the dysfunction from a family that they came from and not really even understand that this behavior is not appropriate because this is what I grew up in. We curse people out in my family. We <laughs> family, right? We have silent treatments in, in my family. We'll go for months without talking in my family. And that's normal because that's what we did. And other families are like, no, that's not normal to get mm -hmm. drunk every night and curse exactly. people out. That's not normal to not talk to each other for three months. That's not normal. But whatever you experienced, you created some comfort around it, whether it was functional or dysfunctional. Yep. Yes. And it became a part of who you are. And then you bring the good, the bad, and the ugly into a marriage. And that's why divorce can get so nasty and relationships can get so yep. stressful because we're coming from two different worlds and they collide. And everyone's trying to protect the world they come from because they know how to operate in that world. Instead of creating this new world that's better, this new world that's stronger, this new world that takes both sides to acquiesce some and say, we're going to take the best of you and your family. We're going to take the best of me and my family, and we're going to blend it together and become an amazing family. Yeah. And when we got married, I mean, we dove all in because we've been, and you know, people say it, all these years, they keep saying we're unhealthy and all that and this and that, but we've been a 24 seven couple since the day we married. Wow. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I guarantee always work together. I guarantee you there's probably less than 3000 hours apart in 18 years. Now we've been apart, but less than 3000 hours. But again, we chose, you know, I remember when I was looking online, I felt like God told me my wife was online and people thought I was nuts back then. I remember not, I knew what I wanted in marriage. I knew, of course, I wanted this Christian girl, but outside of that, there was one kind of deal breaker I had. I would ask each, because uh, again, I was like, you're meeting all these different people. I was asked, God, how will I know? And I remember feeling the nudge that you'll know. She will stand out like none of the others. So as I'm searching through the internet, trying to find that one, her, <laughs> um, I remember the deal breaker I had, and, and I got called all kinds of names for this, but my deal breaker was I would ask, and, and it was a question. It was, if it were possible, would you consider living a 24-7 marriage to build a legacy together? Just that. Because I knew I wanted to, I knew that was the kind of marriage I wanted. You, you know, a lot of people, they got, they know they want to live marriage this way. They want to live married this way, but they never talk about it. Right. And they get married, then they talk about it. Well, I didn't want to do that. I was like, this is how I want to, I would rather stay single rest of my life and not live this way. And everybody kept saying, oh, that's utopia. You'll never find it. You're stupid. You're, um, you're controlling. I mean, I heard it all. And then one day I asked her that question when I ran into her. And the answer she gave, she said, I've never heard of that kind of marriage. But if that were even remotely possible, that would be amazing. And here we are today. Well, you know, I, I'll say this. Uh, my wife and I are together all day. Um, especially since COVID. I mean, we're literally oh, yeah. together all day, every day. Uh, but when I'm not on the road traveling, uh, we're together all day, every day. And now my wife coaches and speakers as, speaks as well. Ain't that so cool? Literally, 
we're, we're together. She goes to all my client events. If you become one, you should be able to hang out with your spouse every day, all day, if you really want. Yeah. And again, yeah. you know, we can't fatigue, we can't tire, uh, and we can't get discouraged by the possibility of becoming one. But sometimes people get stubborn, right? Sometimes <laughs> people get selfish, and it's their way of the highway, so to speak. Or, yeah. you know, the, the number one uh, benefit of a healthy relationship is communication. And um, I don't want to hurt you. You don't want to hurt me. Let's talk about it. If you don't like it, I won't do it. Right? And you assume don't the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I mean, you, you know, I, I applaud you guys for being a great example and 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 being okay being around each other. Because there's a lot of people that are just roommates, you know. Yep. They yeah. just uh, I are, never wanted that. Yeah, yeah I didn't just, want that either. You're right. They're just co-renters because it's 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 inexpensive together. And it's just too expensive not to be together. And that's not enough of a motive to stay together. But God got to be the center. You know, yep, exactly. you got a referee. Right? You know, yeah. I, I think I think God is the referee for marriage. It's going to. And I always joke that, you know, I'm like, we're all we're doing is living the Adam and Eve marriage. Because I believe, in my opinion, I can't prove it. But when you read the Bible and you before sin came in, it almost sounds like that God was saying, y'all go work together. And, and that, right. so we're just living the original Adam and Eve marriage. Well, I, I agree with you. And the best part about it is that they were naked. <laughs> that was the best part. So, uh, I mean, that's how it should be. You know, that you're totally transparent. You don't have anything to hide. And you're totally comfortable around each other. And that, that is the ultimate. And you're surrounded by resources. Yes. Right? So the, the, the visual of Adam and Eve is powerful because that should be the case, whether you live in Kentucky, Oklahoma, Florida, mm -hmm. Minnesota. That's how a healthy marriage should feel, that we're comfortable, we can be transparent, and we have all the resources we need together with God. It's just me, you, and God. And as long as we live in that covenant, God will make us lie down in green pastures. Yep. When we go off on our own and do it our way, you know, that's when things get dicey. And then we want to blame God when things don't work out. And so, uh, <laughs> it's all right. It's our we, we're, stuff. Yeah, we're people of faith. And we understand that um, some of the ups and downs that we've had have been some consequences, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Unless maybe not executing the word, not being a good steward of our finances or whatever the case may be. And sometimes, you know, it's just a situation that God is preparing us for, you know, before Joseph became the most influential man in Egypt with Pharaoh's right hand, he got thrown into a ditch, right? Yeah. That's a part of the preparation, you know, because now you can relate to people. And so Chris, think about all the people you can relate to, mm -hmm. you know, that, that might've dealt with addiction or the people who, 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 who you can relate to that, might be struggling right now. You can encourage him to say, look, I've struggled, right? Yep. You won't be okay, you know? And, and imagine the, the word you can you can share, Sandy, around other family members who might be dealing with someone with, with a challenge. It could be mental health, it could be drugs, it could be anything, you know? It could be someone died unexpectedly. We all need support. And that's why the shark and the sucker fish, honestly, is so powerful because the metaphor really is that sometimes in the day we should be sharks, sometimes in the day we should be sucker fish, which simply means sometimes we're supporting somebody else, sometimes we're being supported, but the truth is we should never be parasites. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. 
We either a shark, or, and, and if you read the book Swim, it'll make perfect sense to you. But that's what there's three kind of people on this earth: there's sharks, there's sucker fish, and there's parasites. And parasites, honestly, they want to connect to you, but all they want to do is take and rob you of all your resources. And the mm -hmm. good news about the book Swim, the sucker fish has one job to do: kill the parasite and keep. Mm -hmm. the oh wow! So the sucker fish actually eats the parasite. Right, and, wow. and the book is a parable. It's about a young man that had a good friend. They were really close, young. One got in trouble, went off his separate way, and got a great mentor. The other one was successful, kind of did his own thing, and then they meet back up thirty years later, and it's amazing what happens on this boat, wow. uh, on this boat ride when these two friends from different worlds. One had a mentor, and one didn't. And when they meet together 30 years later, man, there, there's a an amazing, touching story and experience that we all can relate to. So the way we wrote the book, I got mentored by Mark Victor Hansen from Chicken Soup for Your Soul. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Then, Walter, I couldn't put Swim down. And I'm like, well, thank you. Well, I had great <laughs> mentors. You know, when people say, how'd you write a bestseller? I was like, honestly, I had a great mentor, Mark Victor Hansen, Chicken Soup for Your Soul has sold a um, hundred million books. Yeah. What a great mentor to have. Yes, he that's a great mentor. He was the shark. I was a sucker fish. He coached me on it. He gave me advice. And I listened. I didn't have to second guess. I'm like, dude, that's like a high school kid talking to Michael Jordan and yeah. then mm -hmm. not agreeing with it or not doing it. I'm like, dude, I got connected by God to Mark Victor Hansen. Wow. He gave me simple instructions. I executed the instructions, and now I'm a best-selling author, right? So Way to me, coaching and mentorship is important, but being coachable is also important. You know, and speaking of um, all that, you know, when we look back on our, you know, talking about God prepares people in the rough times and prepares them through the years. You know, I can remember in our 18 years of marriage, when we're out and about, we'd run into strange, strange, not talking about friends, we'd run into strangers. And Sandy would know we get, if I'm two or three minutes in a conversation, we're, oh, yeah. we're there 30, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, hour at, at a time. And sometimes she gets upset and roll her eyes. But when I get to talking, I get to talking and we get to going. And if it gets deep at all, we're there for 60 minutes for sure. And so many times she'd get mad at me. But now we kind of laugh because and joke that we look back. And I did that thousands of times in our marriage. And ain't it funny that now we've got a show where we bring on people and we talk 30 to 60 minutes on average every day. <laughs> well, here, here's the truth, you know, um, Chris, and I, I want you and Sandy to really receive this. That's a gift, right? The ability to connect with a total stranger and transform a total stranger into a friend in 60 minutes is a gift. And it's probably why the devil's trying so hard, Chris, to distract you <laughs> and to get you off and, you know, into another place that, 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 that doesn't position you to God to really use you in your full capacity because it is a gift. You know, I just did a virtual today, right? And I've done keynotes in front of 5,000 people. I've done 25,000 people. And even wow. though I might speak to thousands of people, when I get done, I'm in the back signing my book. And people are like, man, I felt like you were talking to me. Like, I felt like, like I know you. Like, and that's just the gift 
And I don't, I don't take that gift lightly. I feel like it's a, it's no different than God gifting me with the body I have to play in the NBA or the mm -hmm. hands. I got big hands. I got good hands. They call me hands. <laughs> and if I touch it, I don't drop it. Right. I got long arms. Right. I'm explosive. I got high IQ. And I'm just thankful that God gave me physical gifts and mental gifts that positioned me to play in the NBA. And so right now, the ability to connect with the audience through a keynote, a coaching program, a training, or what you do one-on-one, -on -one, hey, guys, that's a gift. Yeah. That's a true gift. And I totally agree that, like, yesterday, yesterday I had on one of them. also use the gift. Exactly, because a lot of people have gifts, but they don't use it. Like yesterday, I had a person on our show, and this is our different show, not Chris and Sandy show, but we do mm -hmm. a Nashville show, too. Yeah. And as a judge, and several times through it, she got emotional. And, you know, that don't happen in the judge world. And but I to me, I feel like, OK, if someone gets emotional on my show, I'm doing my job right. To me, again, our tagline is called up close and personal because that's what we want. We want to get up close and personal with the guests so that the people who are listening, watching, whatever, they can feel like they are there. Well, you know, with, with us three together, man, they should be there, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, life is a journey. And I know the coronavirus is kind of tested all of us, right? And um, I don't leave the house, really. Sometimes I go a whole day, I will not leave the house. I'll go out and, and take garbage out because I know I got to protect the gift, you know? So mm -hmm. I don't go out carelessly. I got a good friend of mine that's an executive. Uh, we're supposed to talk about some, some business that we're going to do for them and oh, teaching wow. the people about teamwork. And he's oh, like, Walter, I'm, I'm in the hospital with COVID. I mean, you're talking about a Division One football player who wow. now is an executive, and I know he's mentally tough. I know that he's physically fit. I know he understands mental toughness, but he's like, dude, I'm in the hospital. Like, this, this COVID is no joke, right? And so I'm very protective of the gift, right? And so, you know, when, when danger's around, I think we got to respect the gift and, and don't put our God to a foolish test. That, that, that's my message. Like, you know what? Whether you think COVID is real or not real, it's not a hoax, so don't need to wear masks. I'm like, look, I'm going to wear the mask. You know, it's not going to hurt me to wear it, right? And if I'm at home, I'm going to take it off. When I'm in public, you know, I'm going to do what the science the scientist says. I don't know if it's Absolutely. true or not, but what, what's the benefit of me rolling the dice and putting exactly. my God through mm -hmm. this test? You know, exactly. that's just my mentality. Mm -hmm. People agree with it, don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. I know people are dying from COVID. We know that. Around the world, yes, right? it's not just some American. I'd, you know. I'd rather be safe than sorry because, again, I want you know, we've got a great show here, we've got a big future, yes. we've got a two, almost two year old, a nine year old. I don't want yes. them to go without me, and no, vice versa. No, so I want to do what it so takes we're to protect us. So we were, so we go out a lot, but we wear a mask when we do go out. Yeah, we wash your hands, you mm -hmm. know, social distance. Be a good citizen, be a good steward, yeah. because we all want this to be over. Exactly. We, do. we get into a debate on what's real and what's not. I'm like, I want it, I want it to be over, right? So for it to be over as soon as possible. If I gotta wash my hands for it to be over, if I have to socially distance, if I have to take a vaccine, I remember being outside playing with all my friends, right? Mm -hmm. I want to do that again. I want to get on airplanes. I want to go to hotels. Yeah. I want to go to ball games. I want to tailgate. I want to do all the things we used to do before mm -hmm. COVID. And unfortunately, here's what we all learned. 
how connected we really are. If you really think about it, and people say, am I my brother's keeper? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fire was spread through people. It did. That right? Globally. Mm -hmm. Globally. And I'm like, if nothing else, God showed us how connected we really are. Yep, we are that very connected. When you mm -hmm. come contact somebody, you can have impact on them. And we're impacting people with COVID and not even knowing it, right? And so that's powerful. Yeah. And I respect that, right? And so if you think about Jesus as he walked this earth, man, people were just touching the hem of his garment and was getting healed, right? Because they got, control, they got contact. So think about being a game changer. Think about being a motivator. You know, think about being a person of influence. What happens when people come around you and mm -hmm. they touch the hem of your garment? Are they getting sick? Are they getting discouraged? Right? Are they getting uh, um, cursed out? Are they getting disrespected? Or when they come into your presence, they're healed. They're healed. When they come into your presence, they smile. And you know, people say all the time to me, Walter, I don't know what it is, man, but I just love being around you and your smile. You're just positive, man. I just can can I just hang out with you? I'm like, yeah, come, let's hang out. This is who I am. <laughs> On stage, off stage. This is not a presentation. Let's hang yeah. out. You bought a house in Florida that's designed to host people. Why? Because yeah. we love people. And like, come hang out with us, man. If you're sick, come hang out with us. If you're healthy, come hang out with us. At the end of the day, if you contact, come in contact with me and my family, I want you to be a better person when you leave us than when you came. Amen to that. And we're going to have Sandy get little Chris, our nine-year-old. We always have him ask a question each guest. Yes, we call him our third co-host. Our third co-host. Yes, as we come to a close on the show, because I know your time is limited yes. here. So I figured get him in as the last part. But I'm going to make sure I can see him good. Yeah, because yeah, we are a family affairs show. Like when Caitlin gets older, we'll be plugging her in the show too, because we, we want to build a family around this show. Love it, love it, love it. I mean, what? I mean, I know not every career can do that with kids, but you know what? Why not if you can? That's right. Bring us a family business. How are you, young man? I'm doing good. So, hi, what's uh, what's your favorite food? My favorite food is food. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> actually, my favorite food is barbecue. Oh. Yeah. I love my wife for my birthday. Hired a um, barbecue pit master. To teach me how to make brisket on my green egg, wow. I had a green egg barbecue uh, grill, and man, that was the best birthday present I've ever had. Now I know how to make perfect brisket. Uh, so I love barbecue ribs, barbecue chicken, anything on the grill. That's my favorite. And what's yours? Mine is pizza. But you know what? I'm from Chicago, so that's my second favorite. <laughs> you been to Chicago before? Uh, nope. Even though Chicago is really cold, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I get they got some good pizza and it's thick. What? So I, if you can remember this, I want you to go to Chicago and get some deep dish pizza from Lou Malnati's. It's the wow. best. <laughs> I hooked you up. I just hooked you up. <laughs> Lou Malnati's is the best pizza in Chicago. Wow. You got one more question? Yeah. One more. So one what's, more question. Your, what's your favorite TV show? You know, I don't watch a lot of TV, honestly. I'm not a TV guy, so when I watch TV, it's a sporting event. I try not to even watch the news because the news tends to be very negative. And uh, in fact, I tell my audience cut off the news. And I will say through the coronavirus in this last election and what's been happening in this world, it's been so crazy. 
I've been flicking around just trying to figure out what the truth is, you know, through these different media outlets. But I like to watch sports, and I'm a football nut. I love the <laughs> Vikings. I love the University of Minnesota where I went. And so if I had my druthers, I would sit in front of my TV, and I would watch a really good football game. And what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, good for you, man. Good for you. Well, we got to get you the book Swim, man, because it's all about the ocean and it's all about sharks. Sharks never stop moving forward. No matter what, you remember this the rest of your life. Always move forward. Okay, through ups and downs, setbacks, get a bad score on the test, your friends mean to you, keep moving forward no matter what. Can you promise me that? Okay. That's right. That's what sharks do. They move forward. And you know what's been great about our show is he loves he watches a lot of different Nickelodeon shows, and we've been able to bring people from Nickelodeon onto oh, our wow. show. So he's wow. gotten to actually talk to some of the people that he kind of looks up to. That's a beautiful thing. And remember, sharks grow about a foot a year. Yes. Sharks grow. He's probably about. He's almost tall as us, and he's only nine. Yeah. Right. Hey, look, you keep eating, right? And you keep yeah. reading the books. Because I want you to grow mentally, physically, spiritually, every which way you can grow. I want you to keep growing. How about that? Yes. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye, thanks. Okay, bye, bye. Thank you. <laughs> so as we come to a close here for you, um, any final parting words and tell everybody how they can reach out to you? Well, what I'm going to do, I, I put in the chat, and I'm, I'm assuming everybody can see it. I put a link, and that's for the book Swim, but it's also our website. And all you would need to do, I have one other thing to do, I can't, I don't see it, is go to our website and we have a sharp mindset action plan. You can order the book, you can stay connected to us. You know, this is what we do, guys, Chris and Sandy, this is what we do. We're in the people business and I don't care if you're tall people, short people, young people, old people, white people, black people. I don't care what kind of music you like. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care about none of that. If you got blood in your body, and if you're a human being, I want to connect with you. So if you go to walterbond.com backslash swim, it's more information about our best-selling book. Or you can just simply go to walterbond.com and you can learn more about what we do for companies through keynotes. We have a teamwork methodology that is game-changing. Companies like Home Depot and, and, and PayPal and all these big companies really enjoy and learning more about our, our teamwork methodology. And we're committed to helping people, teams, organizations reach their potential and become big, great white sharks, right? And attract a whole bunch of sucker fish and also make sure they stay away from parasites. <laughs> uh, yes. Love that. Great Love way that. to end. And, you know, we really enjoyed yes. having you on the show today. We definitely look forward to having you back. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thanks. All right. Thank you.